Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Rob. I'm Caleb. And I'm Andy. And this is Everybody, everybody in, in the, the Conference Room. Everybody in the Conference Room. Was that better? Got it, one. No, it was better. terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, I'm ready for <laughs> coronavirus like to be over. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the show. I like, ah, I'm pretty good at this stuff. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for listening, and uh, make sure wherever you get your podcasts, you subscribe. Leave us a uh, great review on iTunes. We'll read it live on the air if it's a good five-star. Tell a friend about the show, and come check us out at Patreon, patreon.com slash anofficepod. Uh, speaking of patrons, want to say thanks to all of our patrons, and especially to our assistant to the regional manager, talking about that $20 patron, Mr. Brian Cavazos. Give me a hand, everybody. Cavazos. Sir Brian. That's that, like, that golf is right. clap. That is right. Do you clap in golf? Uh, sure, you do. Yes. Yeah, you no, do that's now. A, yeah, that little... Yeah, like clap. It. That's good. That's golf clap. That's how you they do it. Have, there's a golf tournament in Arizona where they just throw beer cans out of the place. Ooh, even better. That so. sounds like it's a terrible idea. That's not very golfy. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that's, the op- that's the opposite of golf. That's right. Now, before we went live, uh, yes, Caleb Polk, uh, you did notice, and if you watch on Instagram live, you'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I am rocking a new pair of glasses. He is. They look great. I'll say it. They they look good. Are they okay? It, they almost disappear yeah, they're, when they're the great. light is not glaring off of them. They like disappear. <laughs> so it looks like you're wearing nothing. So and then you'll move your head that. ever so slightly and you could see the light. Yeah. So I've I've like like I talked about last week, uh it might have been two weeks ago, on the movie Prometheus, the guy had the clear glasses and I just wanted a pair oh, yeah. so bad. And then you're rocking them and they're beautiful. So hey, thanks, I, I get on to my Favorite website, Zenny. Do you know about Zenny? I have heard of Zenny, or it's like super. Uh, it's like super good deals on glasses and stuff. Yeah. So my usual. We glasses. doing a plug for Zenny right now? Yes, we are. Heck yeah. <laughs> there are new sponsors. Listen, everybody in the conference room, subscribers can get fifteen percent off their first order of Zenny. <laughs> we I wish. Think, I think you have to do an email <laughs> subscription to them in order to do it, though. So Dang. just there'll be a little pop-up <laughs> window when you go to their website. That's right. It'll be like, enter promo code PPC, yeah, you know me, in the checkout. Yeah. Oh, baby. Just try it. You never know. Just try it. So the usual glasses that I'm wearing, okay, the frame and lens is included, 12 bucks. Amazing. Ooh. Okay, these ones I'm rocking right here, let me tell you a little, let me tell you a little story, okay? Tell me about it. These would have been six ninety five. But like $695? No, no, like $6.95. Like $6. $6. Oh, like okay. the cost of a Starbucks coffee. That's right. Pres- prescription lenses included. Okay. But yeah. I went ahead and I added the anti glare and the blue blocking because they had a free yeah. promo code. And then when I went to checkout, they had a free promo code for any frame that was $6.95. So these bad boys were free, including shipping. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! How does this place stay in business? I know it's ridi- we're we're robbing. I know they're, it's next ridiculous. time they're going to pay us six ninety five. Look, people that's, they're like here, take all the money. Away for free. It's great. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Look, this is this is uh, this is a business school lesson. First of all, number one. <laughs> Wait. Also, I just <laughs> yes. closed my move ring. I'm sitting here swinging oh. my feet, and apparently that works. That's excellent. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you ever want to feel really bad about yourself, I've had that closed while I'm eating. And, uh, <laughs> that's uh, you you question you question a lot of things. You when question that everything when that happens. Uh, so no, this is not a plug for Zenny. This is just more people need to know because it's just good stuff. So also, did yeah. you notice my clear frames? How would you know? Oh, you know? they're so clear, I cannot even see them. They're so clear, they're invisible. 
Uh, <laughs> Invisible frames. That's right. <laughs> so the other question is, Caleb Polk, uh, this week, I, per our discussion last week on this show, I swung by your house and I dropped off not one, nay, oh, two, yeah. two issues of Mad Magazine. Have you cracked either one of those bad boys yet? I have cracked them open. I will say I appreciate <laughs> the Mad Magazine drop off. I did laugh really hard, but it was because, uh, you know, they're themed. Like, I think sure. the, uh, the one you gave me was um, uh, now I'm blanking on the movie name, the Hollywood with. Uh, why uh, am I blanking on the name? It just came out. D- uh, DiCaprio? Yes. Oh, no, Ready Player What's, One. Uh, no, no, no. You sent me one with DiCaprio on the cover. Yeah, it had DiCaprio. Well, he's Bounty Law. Uh, Bounty Law in uh, what's the, what's the movie name? Now I'm driving myself crazy because I can't think of it. I actually have Hollywood. no idea. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my gosh! What? Yes, thank you. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That one there, I laughed the hardest at all of the magazines of one little joke because it was talking about couples that are like are inseparable, and yes. so it shows them like brushing their teeth together, and, and it was then like they're like rum. you know doing their hair together <laughs> and then it's, it cuts to a Going picture to the of them driving in the car and she's on his lap you know oh, and no. then the last <laughs> The last picture is him going to the bathroom and she's sitting on his lap. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> See, no. that's the kind of, is, uh, it's good. That's the kind of humor it's good. it is. It's good. You know, it's yeah. just it's I, uh, that I, good fifth grade humor. I appreciate the drop off. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a clutch clutch drop off for quarantine. Excellent, dude. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. So yeah, I got plenty yeah. more where that came from, baby. You just let me know. All right, dude. And I'll hook you up. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys ready to jump in Let's on this do episode? It. Yeah, I'm so I mean, ready this to was talk a big one. We have to jump in. Yeah. So many. I nobody caught that that's what she said. That's fine. That's fine. You guys will get there. Everybody's oh, talking at like the same a- time, so it's hard to understand you. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what Corona does to you. It You're makes, just so excited you to see people. speak at the same time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, let's jump in here. So tonight, Michael is set up. Roy and Pam are in love. Jim is on an eternal journey. And Kevin is a hero this is yeah, business yeah. school season three episode 16 of the office all right so as the episode opens uh kevin is showing up late and michael is questioning him he's obviously waiting for kevin to make some sort of big announcement just for, just for kevin he wants to make sure everybody's in the yeah. room to make this announcement i bet you he didn't yeah. notice kevin wasn't there until he walked in the room somebody had to remind him or kevin yeah, walked in the room and he's like oh hi where have you been um, <laughs> But we find out that uh, Kevin is late because he almost died on the way to work. Um, he had a tire blowout. It's a big deal. Yeah, he did. And this is one of my favorite Michael Scott cold opens because he goes into the conversation going, oh, Kevin, what happened? And Kevin starts to explain and he says, I have an announcement. He <laughs> <laughs> just cuts him off. Just does not even care. But what we find out is Michael has a big announcement that he he should be excited about because today uh, is a very special day. He will be visiting Ryan's business school as what he says is a visiting professor, basically. I mean, it's a very special day for Ryan. I'm sure. He's basically, you know, tenured at this school. Highly respected. <laughs> Absolutely. Know, so. He is he's just ready to give all that business knowledge to these young these these minds, these ready to learn minds. And so Yes. He's good to go. Um but what we find out is that Ryan, if he can bring his boss to his business classes, 
that it will bump him a full letter grade. And then he says, so I'd be stupid not to? And it's a question. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is while you're watching this scene, I think this is the first time that Ryan has audibly said out loud, I'm bringing my boss to my business class. And I think that he starts to second guess himself saying that out loud. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> he has to say it three times to, to really right? understand. <laughs> I, I'm bringing my boss to my business class. And Michael, uh, he's excited about this. He's excited to be the visiting professor, to be the teacher. He mm-hmm. he wants to mm-hmm. be the cool teacher, and he decides to tell us about his cool teacher, uh, <laughs> Mr. Landell, who was an awesome guy. He he used to hang out with all the students, you know, just a cool guy. Yeah. Um, he actually hooked up with one of the students. Sure. Um, and then and then and then a few more, and uh, it, it got it turned into a big thing. It kind of ruined eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think he says he hooked up with one of the students, and then about twelve other students came forward. Oh my god! <laughs> Completely ruined eighth grade. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's a uh, hi. I'm Chris Hansen. I'm gonna have to ask you to take a seat. <laughs> take a seat there for me. Oh my gosh! Uh, but as we come back from the credits. Um, Michael is trying to get ready for business class. He's in his office packing things up with Dwight. And he says, Dwight, what's what's the most inspiring thing that I've ever said to you? And Mike, uh, Dwight responds with, uh, don't be an idiot. Changed my life. <laughs> Changed my <laughs> life. I never thought of life that way. It cuts to a scene of him right after this. And he's going, whenever I'm about to do something, I think to myself, would an idiot do this? And if so, I do not do said that. <laughs> I mean, that's good advice to live by, right? What, what if you it's don't know what advice. an idiot would do because you're an idiot? Oh, oh touche. I, I don't know how he would live life around that. I guess, But yeah. this is Dwight's life. He, he thinks everyone else is the idiots. That's right. It's so. basically what would Dwight do? WWDD. Yeah. He should have a bracelet. There you go. I, w- I would wear that bracelet. If it was the 90s, it totally would have been a knit bracelet he'd be wearing. Oh, yeah, um, dude. So then Michael and Ryan are in the car. They're on their way. And Michael is just obsessed with this idea of, do you think they'll throw their hats? Like, will your class, <laughs> are they going to throw their hats? And Ryan is just like trying to make him understand, like, nobody is graduating. Like, there's no, there's not going to be a graduation. <laughs> Most people won't have hats. There you go. There you go. Uh, I need I need you to audibly say that you understand <laughs> that people are not graduating today. <laughs> but Michael, he has it prepared. He has this line prepared in case they do throw their hats. And I quote, may your hats fly as high as your dreams. I mean, <laughs> when I was watching this, I said out loud, so about 30 feet? Like, what was that? Like, <laughs> They Aim don't high, go dude. very high. Oh my gosh! Um, I mean, if it was like a commencement, a commencement ceremony or something, like is that is that an okay line? It's not too bad. I mean, it's not the it's, worst. Uh, depends. But you know, there's somebody who's busted that out at a graduation. I know, but truly, is there somebody that's been inspired by that? It's fine. It's one thing to say it. It's another Ooh. thing to be moved by that. Would an idiot yeah, say that? <laughs> Then don't say that. Is that something an idiot would say? I don't know how words get formed. <laughs> I love that Michael is always the picture of talking to a four-year-old. Like, I feel like that's what I would say to my daughter to make sure that she's not going to do something. I'm like, repeat after me. 
do you know what you're saying? Do you know what I'm saying? There will be no hats. I need you to understand this. (laughs) There are zero hats. So uh, back at the office, though, uh, Roy shows up at Pam's desk, and he is telling Pam he's really excited for her art show. He's excited to go to her art show tonight. He says he wouldn't miss it. So Roy, he's trying to be sweet. He's trying to be sweet with Pam. And we go to a talking head with Pam. Now, this is post yeah. Phyllis's wedding when they left. They went and danced. They left together. Like, he paid Scrantonicity to play their song. Pam says she's back with Roy. Oh, baby. Yes. And then everything went black. Wait, was that just me? No, not, that was not you. only does she say she's back. <laughs> yeah, not only does she say she's back, she's excited about it. Like She, she says... And, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, no. I just, that's just the vibes. I'm just talking general vibes here. General love vibes, you know what I'm talking about? Indeed, indeed. She says, and I quote, and I think it shows maturity and dignity. <laughs> of who? Exactly. Do Yikes. tell. Do say more. How that's bad not the does key, your life... That's not the keyword phrases I want even for my relationship, you know? If somebody was like, relationship in two words, I'd be like, uh, cheesecake and kung fu. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, really, when you think about Pam getting back together with Roy, does the word dignity even enter your mind? <laughs> no. Oh, baby. And speaking of dignity, uh, Jim then immediately chimes in and says, Pam's with Roy. I'm with Karen. You know, everybody's happy. Everything's good. Uh, I think he's lying. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I think he's lying. Bradgelina's with Angelina. Frangelina. And on, <laughs> I think the only person yeah. who is happy is Roy. Oh, absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. Just Roy. Um, so then we uh, cut back. Uh, I believe it was in the annex. Pam is inviting Kelly to her art show. Kelly is with her words. She's saying, I will definitely be there for sure. With her body and her face, she's saying, I won't be caught dead there. <laughs> yeah, I will never step foot there. <laughs> um, then Michael and Ryan, they're on campus. They're walking to his business class. And... Michael is just taking this in. He is loving yeah. being on campus. He's, Listen, he's he's thinking I missed out on a calling as a as a business professor at Harvard. That's right. Probably. Is that's he right. thinking I'm missing out on a calling of even just going to school? Do we know? Does Michael have a college degree? <laughs> that's true. It could just be the fact that he has not gone to school. I don't know. I think that's but. what it is. I think he walked in not feeling like a professor, but feeling like a student. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know if he has a degree, but he does have a certificate of authenticity for a genuine oh, well, psych- there you go. Seiko timepiece. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, on Instagram Live, Brian Cavasso's in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. He can get another Brian! golf clap. We're not going to throw go. beer at you because it's not you. Arizona. Good to see you, my friend. But um, now he's so he's saying they're, they're walking on the campus. Michael is just digging this. He says. And I quote, being on campus brings back so many memories that I would have made. (laughs) See, there you go. I think it's as a college student is what he was walking in thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But that would also be the Michael Scott thought to think, I didn't go to school, but Harvard should hire me to be a business professor. Oh, Oh, sure. You know, because because of life experience. We know that that's the truth because of the book that he ripped saying that his life experience is so much more valuable. 
Well, and, and he <laughs> then he sees some guys who are throwing around a frisbee. He says, "Oh man, let's get our frizz on before class." <laughs> Runs in, intercepts the disc, and then just chucks it. <laughs> like yeah, like true Michael Scott. And there he is, folks. Yeah, there he is. You got you got to risk it to disc it. That's what I've heard. Oh, my, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you just you like did you just make that up? You should get that on a t- tattooed on I'm your body. I'm very impressed by maybe, this. Maybe we should get t-shirts. You know. <laughs> That's at least that's at least a bumper car sticker. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's something. That's a very impressive. Oh my quote. god, Sweet Bear Photography in the chat. Scott's Tots Harvard Edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would be so hard to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So then, back at the office, though, there's a mystery. Dwight is at the copy machine. He looks down. Oh my god, animal stool. He says. <laughs> Yeah. He's poking Which, it with his pen. <laughs> who else would have even noticed it and then got down on all fours to inspect? You know what absolutely, I mean? Like, absolutely. Uh, he starts to climb up on Pam's desk. She says, what are you doing? And he says, solving a mystery, if that's quite all right with you. <laughs> <laughs> with booty in face. I don't know if you guys noticed that. That full on squat. He's it was man. booty oh, yeah. in face. He's the man. You're welcome, Pam. Now, here's Pam, the deal, though. Pam ain't mad about it. Here's the deal. He he climbs up on the desk, and he starts to lift up the the, uh, the, the ceiling. The What's it called? The the like the lowered like the drop the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. yeah. But as he's lifting it, he says to everybody, and I quote, Now, nobody panic. What we have here is a bird trapped in the vent. But if it was a bird, okay, a bird taking a dump is way different than a <laughs> oh, bat sure. taking a dump. How did Dwight that, miss this? That's uh, that's the biggest bird I've ever seen. I, you got a peacock in your roof at that point. You know what I mean? Like, there, Nobody panic. There's an ostrich in the ceiling. Um, <laughs> that, that bird is dropping absolute bombs. That's, that's a bird. Right, that's like, right. that, is, that is nuclear level. But then when he lifts it a little bit further, he sees, oh, it's not a bird. And then even Dwight panics and yells, the word bat and <laughs> yes. just all hell breaks loose. Angela hits the deck and prays, and I quote, God, this is Angela Martin. Please don't let that stupid thing come near me. <laughs> this is Angela Martin. <laughs> I'm so glad that you wrote this down because I, it's so subtle, and I, I never caught it until this episode when I was watching it. And I know it's like I've never noticed that Angela's praying. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like just in it, dude. Oh, look! Hey, by the way, in, uh, Instagram Live in the chat, Sweet Bear Photography says thank you all for doing this. By the way, I'm a huge fan of the Office, and this is really nice to watch after work. Oh, oh you're oh. welcome. Thank you for being thank here you. with us. Thank you. Back to Angela praying. Have we ever seen her pray on her knees over anything else? She's she been a part not, of a fire. This is a lady not <laughs> on her knees. She was like down in the prone no, position, yeah. like fully what like, is it about like surrendered <laughs> to the Lord. We would, we, would, we would call this one the conviction pose. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this is, uh, we're full conviction at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Stanley puts his jacket over his head and says, and I quote, I'm out of here. Um... Creed, on the other hand, is kicking back. He's not panicking. He's just loving the chaos, it looks like. He's just no problem. He put the bat yeah. there. He put the bat in the ceiling. Maybe, maybe. He uh, probably did. Or maybe he doesn't even know what a bat is. It's at this point that Dwight traps the bat in the conference room, and they're going to have to come together and figure out what the plan is. What are they going to do next? Um, back at the business school... 
Ryan is up at the front of the class and he is getting ready to introduce Michael. Michael is in a different like almost like a like a like a projection booth or something that's like yeah, soundproof. It, it, it looks like an old like theater projection booth yeah. for sure. Like cuz he can't hear anything. Yeah, which he, is what makes the scene so funny. <laughs> so Ryan is down there saying basically that Dunder Mifflin is going to be obsolete soon and the manager the management uh is either unable to or unwilling to uh, like pivot or you know try to figure this thing out and so yeah. he's basically like throwing Dunder Mifflin under the bus like he's destroying Dunder Mifflin in front of the class Michael yeah. is in the soundproof room like Ryan's introing me I can't hear what he's saying but it looks like he's really into it <laughs> <laughs> um, back at the office the bat is trapped in the conference room yep Toby suggests that they open a window which seems incredibly logical yep uh but they don't have windows that open <laughs> okay and that would also require somebody going in there yes that's true that that's true. true but do bats actually attack like if no, somebody were to go in no. there and uh, it's not like they're oh, gonna charge right if you ask my wife they do for sure she why she's been attacked by a bat well, she just had a traumatic event i won't i mean i'll Whoa. tell you the story okay <laughs> so, you got to so like recently uh, recently during the quarantine no, oh, no okay. this was, she, she was either just graduated high school or like in college at some point but she was in africa helping like build schools as a project okay of course and she was. they an were uh, i know she's absolute angel godsend um and so they you know out in the middle of nowhere they just you know you dig a hole in the ground and it's like a covered structure it's kind of like a state parks restroom Okay. Right, like where it's like a really deep hole, but it's covered, right? Yes. And so they, she, uh, she's like, yeah, they tell you at night if you're going to the bathroom, you take your flashlight, you open the door, you shine the flashlight down, and all the bats fly up. You close the door, and then you go to oh, the bathroom. Oh, what? No way. And so, <laughs> yes. And so she is like, I, it's really late. I wake up. I got to pee. I don't take my flashlight. No. I go sit down to pee. <laughs> And all of a sudden, a couple hundred bats start flying up no. towards you. No, oh, your wife just popped in the oh chest. Oh my gosh, we just heard it's about because, your bat it's because, butt. It's because the door's closed. I promise you she's listening to what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh no. Paris, so that's she, traumatic. How did you live? She traumatized by bats. So much sure. so that on like our third or fourth date, I was like, let's take, let's go to the zoo. The zoo's a great date. <laughs> and we go to the zoo. At, at the zoo in Dallas, there's this one part that you have to walk through that is only bats. And she was like, we're going to go around the, the whole other side of the zoo to get to the other side. So that, Wait, yeah, it was fun. you had to walk through bats? Yeah, it was like a it was like a but it was like in... a cave simulation. Okay, no yeah. Way. So no, no, it's like glass and stuff still. It's oh, like okay. covered. But you walk through this like cave simulation, it's really dark it and like the bats are hanging on the wall and she was like absolutely not. Listen, so. Caleb, if you were trapped mm. in a tiny little pee hole bathroom, pee hole, listen, pee hole bathroom, ba ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> listen, that's the bathroom around before, you. All right, I survived, all right? How? I, it, what? it hardened me as a man, you know? <laughs> uh but, uh, you know, no, I, that's never happened to me. I don't think I've ever seen a bat until I went to the zoo. Oh, sure. So. Same here. Oh, my geesh. Yeah, that uh, is traumatizing. All right, well, hey. Well, Meredith, I mean, Meredith's yeah. not that bad. Can you yeah, imagine? No way. Meredith, no, you got it easy. Meredith <laughs> Meredith got off easy compared to somebody getting 100 bats up their butt. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
so yeah, Toby suggests that we open a window, but their windows don't open. Uh, Angela, who is now wearing like a a a rain bonnet. Sure, that'll save it. <laughs> Maybe she's more scared of the poop, and that's what she was. She about. says, and I yeah. quote: "There is poop falling from the there ceiling." There you go. I think that's every pause, girl's fear. And then just the word poop, poop. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty bad. It's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. Um. Now, Jim uh, gets off the phone and lets Dwight know that animal control is on their way, but they can't get there till six. Okay. Um, Dwight is a little bit upset about this. It's going to, you know, it's, that's yep. going to be too long, but Jim sort of cuts him off. He's, he's holding his neck and he seems a little distracted. And yeah, Jim, he seems hurt. yeah, he seems like there's just something, there's something wrong. And when Dwight asks him, Jim says, it's strange because the bat, I know he bit me, but there's no mark. And I'm, I feel so so tingly, so strangely powerful. <laughs> this this is the setup for I think one of the top ten gym pranks. Just oh, absolutely. Because oh, sure. Of, just because of how outlandish it is, it's not the fact that like, a lot of work goes into this prank, but this has got to be a top ten for thought. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. absolutely. Hey, real quick in in the Instagram chat, Sweet Bear Photography, what is your favorite cold open? Theirs is minus Kevin and the chili incident, which we're yeah. not there. No spoilers. That one's yeah. bad, though. That's a hard one to beat, though. Yep. That's that is, a hard one. That is a hard one to beat. I will submit, and we're not there yet uh, either, but I'm going to go KGB. That's my probably my absolute favorite one. <laughs> which one is that? Did we just... <laughs> Ding dong. K- KGB. The, the... <laughs> yeah, just a minute. I'm in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> KGB waits for no one. Uh, that's probably yeah, well, my favorite. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I think I'll go with chili bean too, oh, but we'll get there. It's hard to beat the chili beans. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so so uh, Jim is feeling strangely powerful, and then we cut back to business school. This is where Ryan introduces Michael. Michael is carrying a boombox that is playing this like beautiful, like it, it's this classical music that has that vibe of like a professor walking in. This is the type of music that plays when a substitute teacher plays the video in fourth grade. Like, this is the intro music for the video that the substitute teacher's playing. Yes. I'm talking about just, <laughs> Absolutely. like, classic. Nobody's nobody's heard this song outside of school. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. And I want to know, how long has Michael known that he was going to speak and prepped for it? Oh. Like. He, okay, that's a good question. Okay, We'll, we're going to get to his, his like his dialogue here, but is this something that Michael prepared for this specific oh. appearance, or is this something that Michael has had in the can for like when this he becomes moment. a professor? Like he sits at home on a Saturday night and is like, "This is my business lecture." What do you think? It, it is both, my friend. He is for <laughs> sure. He has for sure run this scenario at some point in his life leading up to this. And then he just tailored it a little, you know, for, you for what the what these old kiddos sure. on the block need to hear about the real business world. That's right. And so uh yeah, he's definitely had this he's this is like a dream come true for him. Beautiful. Um so he Michael says he wants to inspire them. He asks if he can borrow a textbook. He then proceeds to shred the textbook in front of them and say, I wanted to throw up watching right? this. No, I love that that guy almost cried. Oh, he looks so he sad. He was like, that was my whole savings. <laughs> Our yeah, textbook is like $150, $200. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sometimes more. A couple hundred gosh. for sure. Uh, he says, you cannot learn from books. <laughs> 
replace these pages with life lessons. Um, he gives him his, yes. he gives him his book back and says, "I know these are expensive, but the lesson was priceless." So, <laughs> yeah. Dang it! Um, so then Michael proceeds to let them know there's four kinds of business: tourism, oh yeah, food service, railroads. Apparently, to play Monopoly. Why, yeah, why did he throw in railroads? <laughs> when he said that, I laughed so hard watching this <laughs> because. I it's it's 2020. I forget that like railroads exist. Like oh, heck yeah. you don't you don't even ever see them until like you're going <laughs> over them. You know, I'm like that's still a business. Indeed. So uh, tourism, food service, railroads, and sales, and hospitals and manufacturing. It's like wait a minute, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. And air travel. There it is. <laughs> and, and I think travel. I got them all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Those all fit. That's every sure. type of business. That's, there you go. That's it. Everything falls into those uh, four categories. Except for paper? Yep. Maybe? Sales. Oh, right? okay. And railroads, surprisingly. <laughs> um, no, anyways. Um, so we go back to the office. Dwight is creating a a bat trap out of a box, like a paper box and Elmer's glue. It could work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is taking so much care, just like crafting the perfect Elmer's glue, like glue lines into this box. The squiggle. I'm like, dude, I in, wouldn't trust Elmer's glue to hold anything. Oh, in sure. absolute bitterness, too. He's like, to Jim, this is supposed to be your job. Sure. As if actually doing his job is so disappointing. He's to him. upset of the lack of leadership during a crisis. You know what I'm talking about? He is like, Jim should be stepping up to the plate right now. Absolutely. And I'm here handling this bat. It's true, but the problem is that Jim may have a crisis of his own because he walks over to Karen Filippelli's desk. He picks up her garlic bread, and then he he screams, "Oh, this garlic <laughs> bread! It, it burnt him!" And but Jim, that garlic bread is cold. Dwight notices this, and this is one of my favorite moments in the series because it's almost as if, or in this episode because it's almost as if Dwight is going to go into action, but then he has to hold himself back, and he says, "No." One crisis at a time. Yeah, just the bat, <laughs> not the vampire. One crisis at a time, Dwight. You got this. That's right. And also, why did Karen have garlic bread at work? <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's well, she Italian, Filippelli. Oh, oh, sure. They just carried around in the back pocket. Abundanza. Abundanza. There you go. Um, Please leave me the message. Exactly. So Dwight then says, it, "If there's a vampire bat here, it does make sense that." Or if there's a vampire bat in the U.S., it makes sense yeah. that it would go to a Sylvania, like Pennsylvania. Sure. There's yeah. logic in that. Okay. Transylvania, that Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Um, he's doing some research about vampires. He says that uh, if Jim was bitten, it makes sense. Um, he may not become a vampire, but he's still carrying the vampire germ. <laughs> <laughs> the vampiric germ. That's right. It's just Is like it Corona. Kind of like Corona. It's <laughs> just like Corona. <laughs> Where you could spread it. Absolutely. Like, could you that just is, spread uh... vampireness throughout the office? That's yeah. That's and there's a show spinoff. Possibly. You, you sneeze on someone and they become a vampire. <laughs> it's so yeah. contagious. It's so contagious. Through the spittle. That's right. We go back to uh, the business class, and Michael is just laying down the wisdom. How do you? What do you need to start a business? Well, first you need you need a building. <laughs> Which no, no, no. 
uh, not in 2020. Uh, I mean, maybe, 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 maybe it didn't, it didn't age well, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> you need a building and you need supply, something to sell, like a thingamajig, a who's a whatsy, sure, or and then he pulls out a chocolate bar, a whatchamacallit. <laughs> Is this like the best like third grade? conference yeah, this, this assembly is exactly you've ever been to? How you, this is how you would explain business to fourth graders but you know he knows he's thinking i just nailed that line so hard like oh yes the the whatchamacallit line i've got them in the palm of my hand uh if you sell enough of them then you will get a payday that he pulls out and throws yep. to the audience i mean truthfully i would like this presentation that's like, right oh, what else give me more and if you sell enough <laughs> you might make a 100 grand <laughs> a. a 100 grand and then he throws it to a guy in like the second row and just beans him in the face like yeah nobody's going for the candy bar on all of these tosses which i think is a mistake sure even if you're yeah. in business class and somebody's throwing candy like let's do it i mean yeah. forget what he's saying chocolate is flying that's Thank great it, and these are college kids that's that kid i need lunch in a week i know he <laughs> can't even <laughs> buy a chocolate bar uh, and then he, the the big finale, he just holds up a Snickers bar and says, satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the office and uh, Toby has been invited to the art show, but he's so disappointed because he can't go because tonight is his daughter's play and he's just really upset. Then he thinks about it and says, you know what? Another parent will film it. It's important to support local art, and what they're doing is not art. <laughs> is this the first? I think, I think when, at the beginning of this conversation, too, when she's like, oh, it's tonight, and he's like, I can't make it, my daughter's play, I think he pauses and then goes, damn it. <laughs> like, I think, he like, he's upset, like, out loud, which is, Toby has no emotion, so it's so Absolutely. funny to watch. Is this, is this our first, like, shades of Toby showing some interest in Pam? This is super yeah, early. I this think this might, has got to be one of the first ones. Yeah, this has got to be it. And maybe this is the first time we have heard of him being involved in his family's life. Like him even having somebody else. That's true. Well, I don't even know if we know he has a daughter up to this point. We well, no, must, Michael has we made fun. We definitely know he's divorced. Yeah, Michael's, Michael's made fun of his divorce that. for sure. That's true. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so then we go back to the business class. Ryan uh, sort of helps Michael redirect and says, hey, this is more of usually a question and answer thing. And yeah. uh, so Michael's like, all right, let's take some questions. The first one, how are you trying to adapt to an increasingly paperless world? Michael, yeah. Michael says, real business is done on paper. Write that down. And everybody starts <laughs> typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So Q&A, not off to a great start. Uh, Karen uh, is just in on this with Jim. She she brings him some aspirin because Jim says, man, I got this terrible headache from the glare off of Angela's crucifix. It's Pause. blinding. Why does Angela have a crucifix in the office? <laughs> is it like chilling on her desk, hanging on the wall above her head? Well, she's wearing What's it funny on her is necklace. I didn't, I didn't even ask that question. I was just like, oh yeah, she's of course has You're a like, crucifix oh, in the office. And of course there's a glare. I see that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody has a crucifix in the office, it's Angela for sure. Oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Um, 
Dwight then makes it clear that he doesn't have any experience dealing with vampires, but he does have experience with werewolves that he shot one one time, but by the time he got to it, it had turned back into his neighbor's dog. <laughs> I hate that story. Dang it, dude. <laughs> it would be very interesting to be Dwight's neighbor. Can you imagine? Oh my no. gosh. You're like children, no, I would, never cross I would this fence. to be Dwight's neighbor. Never. Just every time you open your window in the morning, you just smell beets. Yeah, or you just open your window and Mose is looking at you through the window, like, <laughs> just waiting on you to open it. He's like, last night I whittled this for you and brought you some fat, <laughs> fat back bacon. And then, like, hands stiff to his side, oh runs my off. Gosh. <laughs> um, it's at this point, though, that Dwight decides that the one person that he needs to approach to help out with the bat and possibly the gym situation is Creed. He asks oh, yeah. if Creed would like to form an alliance. It may require sudden violence. Creed does not hesitate. Absolutely, he is on board. Um, I think he cuts him off at one point to say yes. yes. He goes, yes. yes. There's, no, there's no hesitation whatsoever. Uh, and, then, and then Dwight wants to ask him, do you have what it would, do you have the tools to make a stake out of a mop handle? Creed opens yeah. a drawer and says, what size? <laughs> <laughs> is Creed a... A Dracula hunter. A vampire hunter. Nobody knows Creed. what Queed is. Queed? Queed. <laughs> Queed the vampire hunter. Well, he just might be, folks. He oh just might be. That's, That's so good. I, mean, I love I love your guys' giggle. Like, it was more than just like, oh, that's funny. Kayla full-on giggled. <laughs> You said you really said the funny. word Queed. <laughs> it was Rob going Queed the Vampire Hunter. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Creed Creed is the X factor. I can't hear office. Creed anymore. Queed. I can only hear Queed. <laughs> Queed. Hi everybody. Is... I'm Queed Boatin. Looking <laughs> <laughs> quality assurance. Why is that? Why is that more funny? <laughs> Caleb's like, God, and this, why is that more fitting? Like now, when I hear Queed, it seems to fit him so much better. Like it is Because it's how weird all. he is. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, he is forever Queed in my head. Queed, Queed Black. <laughs> Rip, Queed. That's right. So we head back to the business class, and the questions are continuing. They are making Michael very upset. Um, I mean, they're talking about... Uh, you know, customers leaving, you know, we don't want them back because they're stupid. <laughs> and then a guy chimes in and says, by your own employee's admission, he says you guys will be obsolete in five to ten years. And this is when Michael realizes this was a setup. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan duped him and he is not happy about it. And, and based <laughs> off of what? Like, sure, paper's not... In like it's not increasing in need, but there is plenty of need. It's not going to be obsolete in five to ten years. I would rather hear Ryan's assessment and judgment as to why he would say that, and that's what I would have done. Turned to him and said, "Please explain." Indeed. The way I said, "Please explain." Um. I swear, I'm not in the paper business. I don't know why I got so passionate about that. Immediately, the doors at the back of the classroom kick open, and Andy's there going, Please explain. 
And I brought Queen. I brought Queen with me to explain with. Where's Queen? Where's Queen Boatton, ladies and gentlemen? Um, Why are you keeping Queen from us? Speaking of Queed, back at... I don't at... think there's any recovering. I think I'm just going to laugh the rest of the show. Is that Andy, fine? Can Andy I just be is. the laugh in the background? She's done. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. She's, she's gone. This is it. Back... Back at the office, uh, Dwight and Queed are ready to <laughs> capture the bat. Uh, <laughs> Queed goes into the closet and grabs some kind of a spray, and Kelly realizes what's going down. She says, <laughs> "She says, don't hurt him. He's just an animal. He has feelings and a family. Then when they open the door and the bat flies out, Kelly is the first one to yell, ah, kill it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> she goes, kill it, kill it. <laughs> Because it starts coming towards her. <laughs> yes. So the bat flies around a little bit, then flies through the kitchen door. Kevin is waiting and slams the door closed. It is that point where Kevin realizes he is a hero. A hero. <laughs> to whom the bat? <laughs> he just closed the door. That's, that's all he did. Hey, so that's you know what? A hero is somebody who just performs those everyday acts. And you know bro. what? He needed something. That guy almost died, uh, and nobody that, cared. In that moment, closing the door was the most heroic thing he could do. He answered the call. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You didn't see Queed at the door. Um, so, all right, that's enough. That's enough Queed. Um, so then back at the business class, Michael is continuing to defend under Mifflin. Um, and they're, they're, the class is just like shotgunning him with questions. Michael oh, yeah. basically says, we will win because David always beats Goliath. But <laughs> one guy is like, but there's five Goliaths. You got Office Max and Staples. <laughs> Michael then says, yeah, well, even the USA is facing, facing five Goliaths. Al-Qaeda, global warming, sex predators. <laughs> Mercury poisoning. What's the fifth one? What? He does. This is my favorite part because he only lives four, and the fourth one's mercury poisoning. <laughs> which I don't. I don't know if anybody's died of mercury poisoning since the Korean War. Like I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. And then he it's, pulled out uh, another candy bar, and the fifth was a whatchamacallit. Oh baby, there it is. <laughs> a Mars bar. Um. I didn't he, know where that came from. No, it's good. So it's good. That's good. Fine. That's good. It's like it's like the planet. Um, so I told you the rest of the episode. I'm out. I'm just gonna laugh. So I'll stop talking. I mean, you contributed Queed, so there's not a lot. You're not yeah, gonna Queed that. Mic drop. You peaked too soon, kid. Um, but basically, uh, what Michael says is that Dunder Mifflin is the big picture that nobody in this room can understand because they're too young. He then throws Ryan under the bus, says Ryan has never made a sale. In fact, he started a fire by making a cheesy pita, and everybody in the office thinks he's a tease. <laughs> I would like to know who besides Kelly thinks he's Michael a tease. Michael thinks he's a tease. <laughs> Michael, do say more. Michael's perception of everybody is himself, so. That's right. It's everybody thinks he's a tease. Michael says, Ryan doesn't know anything and neither do you. He stomps up the aisle. He's heading out the door. But before he leaves the room, he says, and I quote, so suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> what Dang. an exit. This uh. is like, 
equivalent to you know pretty woman at that one store where she's like you work on commission don't you big mistake you know <laughs> big mistake huge so suck i on love that, that the teacher the whole time said nothing no, what can Nothing. you say? And how do you recover <laughs> after that? Say. Class dismissed. If I was that teacher, I would be like, is this a joke? Like, <laughs> is this a prank? Like, are you pranking the class? And also, are you now fired? Do like, you think Ryan still got the full letter grade increase? Yeah. Uh, you gotta do what you say, right? I, he, I mean, uh, it's not his fault that... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Ryan. And, and who's gonna pay for that book? Teacher? <laughs> Who's going to uh, save that poor child? That's Yo, a rough one. Mistakes were made. That's all we can say. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut over to Pam because Pam's art show is kicking off. Um, it, there's a lot of people in attendance, but Pam's area in particular is kind of quiet. She's waiting. She's hoping that some people will show up. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Michael and Ryan are driving back to the office. Michael is definitely upset. Ryan is saying, hey, it's not personal. Michael says, with business, it's always personal. It's the most personal <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> Which is so funny because it's like the opposite of everybody else. Yeah, for real. When but, it's not personal. It's business. But, oh, really quick. Brian in the chat said, is that the Deathly Hollows in the reflection of your glasses? I wish it was. No, oh, it's, my, uh, it's, it's my tripod stand. But maybe I should just keep it on in the background, you know? Almost. Good luck. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, business is the most personal thing. <laughs> That's right. And when we get back to the office, pack your things. Oh, baby. Intense. That's right. Uh, back, but back at the office, everyone is leaving for the day. We at this point find out that Meredith has been trapped in the bathroom the whole time because <laughs> the door got slammed and the bat got trapped in the kitchen. So she's been in the bathroom this whole time and afraid to come out because of the bat. Oh, geez. Yeah. And... As Creed is leaving, he yells out, and I quote, Bye, Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he knows. He knows she's in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then this is probably one of my favorite parts. Jim is staring at Dwight's neck, and Dwight realizes that he's right behind him. Uh, Jim is, you know, saying, Hey, are you cool to stay and wait? And Dwight says, Yeah, you know, I've been handling animals forever. I'll, I'll handle the bat. Jim is, says he's going to go lie down and draw the shades because there's just so much sun in here. <laughs> and I love that as he's walking away, he pulls up the collar of his black jacket and then peeks over <laughs> over the corner of it and says, Bye, Dwight. <laughs> Bye, Dwight. <laughs> and as we come back to Dwight, we see that he had hiding behind the water cooler the mop handle steak that Creed must have made for him. <laughs> Yes, Ready which looks intense, by the way. It is, yes. looks like it could take you down. Oh, yes. Um, Dweet. Dweet. <laughs> this is what happens when you put Queed in my head, and I'm trying to say Dwight, so I say Dweet. 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 Dweet, is, Dweet is still better than Dweet, but both of them are awesome. So Dweet <laughs> follows, uh, follows Jim over to the window and watches him get into his car. Uh, Jim is walking out with his jacket. I mean, he's selling this all the way home. He's got his jacket oh, yeah. over his head as he leaves and gets in his car. And Dwight says, Jim is on a path now, an eternal journey, and I wish him luck. But right now, my destiny lies in this realm, which by that he means the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> he puts on a paintball mask and heads 
for the kitchen. It's go time for the bat. Yeah. But at this time, at this point, it's got to be five or five thirty, right? Oh yes. Oh. And he, oh yeah. The this company's coming at six. Hours. Yeah. Right. He yeah. could have just waited control? for the pest control. No. That's all right, yeah, right. You do your thing. You do your thing. That's not the type you of guy. You kill Meredith. It's not Go the for type, it. type of guy Dwight is, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. He's going right. to take this bat down. It's action time. Uh, but really quick, we cut back over to Pam at her art show. She's explaining her art to an old lady who is clearly unimpressed. It what's true, this is kind of not nice. She's not bad. She's no, not she's good. good. She's fine, yeah. No. She's better I mean, than I am yeah. at watercolors for okay, sure. Okay, sure. Oh, for sure. sure. She's better than mo- Okay, there you go. She's better than most. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, this lady, though, is not impressed at all. And then Roy shows up with his brother, Kenny. and Cousin? No, his brother. Wow. Brother Kenny. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Roy is just very proud of himself for showing up to this. Like, look how awesome he I is. am. No, Not even people from work showed up. And I brought my brother. <laughs> And I think he goes, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Roy. It's not cool at all. Oh, my gosh. Um, back at the office, Dwight has decided it's time to get the bat. He rushes into the kitchen with a trash bag just as Meredith is coming out of the bathroom. He traps the bat on Meredith's head <laughs> under the bag. Yes. Perfect storm. Eventually captures it, and it's like 15 seconds. Can you imagine trying to take a breath? (gasps) 15 seconds of Uh, him wrestling this bat. Poor Mary Beth. (laughs) (laughs) He's wrestling the bat in the bag on top of Meredith's head. Oh, it's bad news. Um, But then when he pulls the bag off and he's walking out of the room, he looks back and says, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Dwight taking care of business. Meredith getting rabies. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. We cut back to the art show. Roy is heading out. Uh, he's leaving a little early, uh, it sounds like. His justification to Pam is, I looked at all of them. <laughs> Which is like what a fourth grader would say to their mom. Be like, we looked at all of them. We could go, right? <laughs> and then he says, and I quote, your art was the prettiest art of all the art. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. Go Go jump in a lake, Roy. <laughs> he's trying. Okay, is he not trying here? I mean, he's he's making. Uh, Roy trying is an effort. So sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. Which is what you shouldn't say when somebody tries, right? Roy trying is so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> this is not a good try, Roy. It's trying Bye. is sad. Oh. Uh, back at the office, uh, Ryan is pleading with Michael to not be fired. Michael says, no, no, no. You're not fired. You're moving to the annex with Kelly, which maybe is, is worse than being fired. Yeah, it's not. It's not the best. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael says that he's not fired. A manager doesn't, hire, doesn't fire people. He hires people and inspires people. People, Ryan, people will never go out of business. Dang. That, oh. There you go. He should have said that. Out of and all this Michael candy Scott bar. crap, we find a little golden nugget, right? Which there is, it is so folks. good. Dang it. Oh, so good. Top salesman. Back at the yeah. art school or at the art show, Oscar and his roommate Gil are checking <laughs> out Pam's art. Uh, which you is got Oscar so and sweet. Gil walking around like Statler and Waldorf being like, this art sucks. <laughs> This art's trash. Their trying is a lot better than Roy trying. I love uh, that they're there. 
they're there yeah. uh, because uh, Oscar said they needed more culture. Um, but they're critiquing Pam's work, and pa- they don't know Pam's behind them. And it's Gil, sad. Yeah, Gil is saying art takes courage and honesty. Oscar says that's not Pam's strong points. To which Gil says that's why this is motel art. Mm. Oof. Now I okay, don't like that. Now here's the deal. Yes, these are harsh words. Is it possible though? That this is exactly what Pam needs. Something that will kindle the flame of like creativity and vulnerability and passion within her to be an artist? Probably. I mean, sure. Probably. Or are they just yeah. jerks? <laughs> I, I mean, they're both. not nice. Yeah, they're not nice for sure. I both. Yeah. But I don't understand sh- the whole honesty thing. Courage and honesty. Courage, yeah. She lacks that. Honesty? Is she a liar? I mean, she did. We miss that. Maybe it's because Oscar sees that she's not honest with herself about how she feels about Jim. Deep, you should have been at that art show. What were you doing, sitting on your butt? I love that. I'm just assuming if you're not at an art show, you're using your bidet. He was hanging out with Queeb. There you go. (laughs) Oh, there you go. I was hanging out with Queeb. Me and Queeb were just bidetting it up in my house. Ooh, beautiful. Um, The show is is so. That was. A disgusting mental picture. Don't go down that road, folks. (laughs) Don't go down that road. (laughs) He painted a picture in your mind that's artistic. Uh, The show is... That that takes courage and honesty. And a lot. Me and Queeb using a a bidet together. Like too much... Running out of time. I'm talking about this bidet. (laughs) Too much honesty. Uh, The show is winding down. (laughs) picture. Okay, I'm dead. dead. Thank you. Thank you. The show is winding down. (laughs) Speaking of a show winding down, uh, the art show is winding down. And... And Pam is getting ready to take her art down uh, because everybody's leaving. It's at this point that Michael arrives. One of the best Michael Scott moments in the series. Mike, oh, yeah. Mike shows up and he says, I'm sorry I had to run from across town. He is so impressed with Pam's art. He says, the, you did these freehand. These could be tracings. <laughs> <laughs> But that, I mean, but that, that speaks to how I mean, impressed he was. Yeah, that's the kindest thing she's heard all night. That's the equivalent yeah. of Gil saying like, oh, these look like when, you know, Van Gogh did the peasant hands. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing. Um, Michael asks how much. He wants to buy the picture of the building. Um, he's just, he, he loves it. He's so impressed. He says, I'm really proud of you. Mm. Just just michael he's, is he's killing yeah. it at the end of this episode yeah. what what a turnaround from his beginnings as a professor you absolutely know? absolutely uh at this point pam's getting misty-eyed she just decides to give him a big hug and says thank you then she asks if there's something in his pocket to which he responds a chunky <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully there really was and then, in his pocket. and then he pulls out a chunky, really was a chunky, a yeah. chunky candy bar, and asks if she wants to split it. <laughs> no, thank you. Of course, no, thank you. But in what can only be described as a baller move, Michael buys the watercolor of the building. He frames yep. it. He brings it back to the office. He takes down. I, I believe it's like a certificate of achievement or some sort of yeah. It was ac- his like, diploma. Yeah, like accolade. Some sort of sales award. Yeah. He pulls that off the wall and instead replaces it with this framed photo, and he's so proud. Uh, he says, "This, see this right here. This couldn't happen without paper, unless you had a camera." <laughs> 
<laughs> but even then, you would have to print on. There you go. There you go. That's true. That's Canvas. Oh, well, anyway, never mind. Um, one, of, one of the five Goliaths is Canvas. By there the way. it is. Um, and then as the episode ends, Ryan is unpacking his things in the annex, and Kelly is just standing behind him saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Ryan says, it's only temporary. Don't get too excited. And she says, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> and punishment completed. Oh, and she's losing her mind. And Ryan and Kelly in the annex is going to be a thing for a while. So there you go. It is. It's going to be an interesting thing. I'll say that. And the next part of the office has now begun. That is right. So that brings us to the end of the episode. That's season three, episode 16 business school now as usual we like to take it over to you guys and hear uh what were some of your favorite parts what did you guys take away from it ladies and gentlemen tonight we're just gonna shine the spotlight on the man the myth the legend via twitter tried and true at oh, yeah. tromboner man tromboner man <laughs> he says Definitely Michael's arc. He tries so hard to get people to like and respect him, and it always comes off as desperate. All he has to do is turn it off and be himself. He makes Pam's night after the depressing visit of Roy and Oscar a big moment for him. I couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely. So good. So true. So dang good. Uh, And now, as always, like to take it over to that good Dunder Mifflin subreddit and look at some quality content from... Mm -hmm. Uh, the Dunder Mifflin subreddit, and as always, I sorted a bad new. Good man. Now, here's the deal. This is perfect. Okay, this went live four hours ago, and when I found it on new, it had zero upvotes. It now has 612. Nice. <laughs> if you go to the show notes, as always, uh, you'll see a link that says Dundee Winner. Click on that, and you'll see what we're looking at. This is from user Otters in Travel, I think is how you would say it. It's a picture of Meredith, and she is disheveled after being bitten by the bat. <laughs> and the person writes this: "My coworker Meredith." So this is a legit person with a legit coworker this Meredith. Is, this is like it actually happened. Yes, she told me she was being attacked by a bat in her home last night. She doesn't watch The Office. No one in my department does. Opportunity. Where do you work? Opportunity for a fun run completely wasted. <laughs> <laughs> This is so true. I'm so excited for the next episode. But also, whoever posted this, do you work in a morgue? I don't know where you work. <laughs> Vampire bat, baby. There you go. Or maybe the zoo yeah. and the cave experience. Uh, but yes, that is actually <laughs> that's actually going to lead us into next week's episode. So speaking of, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, supporting the show. Make sure you. Uh, subscribe leave us that good rating on iTunes we'll read yeah. it live on the air make sure you tell a friend and come join us tonight at Patreon patreon.com slash an office pod three bucks a month gets you access to the after party at Poor Richards and tonight we're talking animal stories I think is where <laughs> yeah. is this what we're going to say animal stories that's the only mm-hmm. description you need that's right so come join us tonight over there uh, at the after party at Poor Richards and make sure you do your homework this week watch season three episode 17 cocktails and you won't be disappointed. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Caleb. And I'm Andy. And this was Everybody in the Conference Room. All right, let's uh, head over to Poor Richard's. <laughs>